Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is your host, David J. Harris Jr. And I've got some news for you today. Oh my goodness, thank you first so much for all of you choosing to spend a little bit of your day with this brother right here. I do truly appreciate you. For those on Facebook, yes, they're being nice to me. Please share the mess out of this. You're going to want to hear, and so are your friends and family, what I've got to share with you today. Twitter family, thank you so much for retweeting this. YouTube family, thank you all so much. And to my subscribers, thank you for subscribing to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The most recent podcast that's about to drop is my one-on-one in-depth interview with the uh, amazing representative that stood up, stood out from the Democrat Party, Representative Vernon Jones, expounding on why he has walked away from the status quo of being black and being a Democrat. You're going to want to hear and share what he said what he said on that podcast. So please, if you have not already done so, subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. It's a great way for you to get all of my daily news as well as all of those one-on-one interviews and then share it with some friends and family. Help me spread the word. All right, let's get into it, friends. Well, it is all the talk of most news cycles today, the fact that Tara Reid is just not going away for Joe Biden, and rightfully so. Should we forget, or can we please remember, the absolute war cry from the left that exuded when Brett Kavanaugh was accused? Yet there are some very different situations and very different circumstances surrounding Tara Reid compared to... Christine Blasey Ford, and I'm going to say it, her lion mouth. Let's look at a few of those right now, and then I'm going to show you a clip from Hillary actually giving a message directly, I think, to uh, to Tara. So very distinct differences that we should all be aware of when it comes to Christine Blasey Ford and Tara Reid. Right now, five people have corroborated Tara Reid's story and allegations against Joe Biden. Many people are trying to compare Brett Kavanaugh and his case with the Joe Biden case. It can't be done. Let me explain. uh, Christine Blasey Ford did not know where her alleged attack took place or when it took place. Not even the year it took place. Not one person she named as a witness could verify her account. And she lied through her teeth and she got caught. We all knew she was lying. Like the story she told that she was so afraid of Brett Kavanaugh that she put a second door in her house, on, on the front of her house. But upon checking the plans that she had put put forth four years earlier that were approved, had that second door in there. Tara Reid now has five people, all who have verified her story. She knows where and when it happened, and no one has been able to shake even a small part from her story. Please share the mess out of this article. Read it in depth for yourself and make sure America is aware. Reed's mother, she confesses. She attests to the accuracy of Tara's story. Reed's brother, her former neighbor, who is a staunch, is currently still a staunch Democrat and even suggests, she even shared, that she still plans on voting for Joe Biden this year. So we can't can't, uh, uh, believe that it's some kind of a partisan uh, issue there. Reed's close friend has also spoke up and a former co-worker has all corroborated Tara Reid's story. So my question is this. While Hillary Clinton has come out yesterday in, in support of Joe Biden, actually suggesting and saying that she's on Joe's campaign, uh, it's very interesting that in D.C. they've actually changed the case from active to inactive. Yes, you heard that right. 
the case that's pending in the current D.C. courts, uh, they have changed the case to inactive. I wonder if Hillary Clinton getting on the, uh, the bandwagon for Joe Biden has anything to do with that. You think anybody out there is the slightest bit concerned that they don't want to wind up in possibly uh, uh, the list of names that I believe is accurate when it comes to the Clinton body count? Well, I'll leave that up to you and for you to investigate yourself. There's plenty of research out there that you can check that out. But listen to what Hillary has to say about believing women. And now a message from Hillary Clinton. I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard and you have a right to be believed. We're with you. That is pretty much the case, friends. It is all lopsided. All of America, even a lot of independents and some Democrats are waking up to the true hypocrisy that is the Democrat Party. If you're a Democrat, it seems like you can pretty much get away with doing and saying whatever you want. Uh, If you're a conservative, well, we're going to hold you to the highest extent and beyond. You're not not, uh, innocent until proven guilty. You are guilty until you can absolutely and emphatically prove that you are innocent. Well, that's not the American way. At least that's not the America that we want. So Hillary, you can take your your words and hopefully you can live by them. You can stick them where it doesn't shine. We don't want to listen to that garbage around here. The fact that you've come out and trying to support Joe Biden, I think that's just kind of what you do, right? You've done it for your own husband for decades. And we all know that Bill has some skeletons in his closet. Well, the president today made an address. I'm liking these new press conferences. It's a little different. He doesn't have so many of those reporters in there. I wonder if he's he's even weeded out some of the reporters that were used to hearing all of the just nasty questions. There was actually some very good questions that was given to the president today after he was making his address that we are getting the economy back up and going. We are moving forward to get our country back open again. If your state isn't doing it, then that, I believe, is uh, is proof that your governor has other issues and other agendas in mind. Well, the president was asked specifically about the new normal. What will the new normal look like? Will we all be wearing face masks? Will restaurant uh, people that work in restaurants and waiters and waitresses be wearing face masks? Should we shy away from shaking hands from our friends? Are we going to have to sit in stadiums where every other third chair is missing or three chairs missing in between every other chair? What is the new normal going to look like? I absolutely love the president's response, and I believe that this is what we, what we will get back to. New normal look like two, three years from now, say restaurant workers, hotel workers, might they be required to wear masks, that sort of thing? What would the no, new normal be? No, I don't see that. I see the new normal being what it was uh, three months ago. I think we want to go back to where it was. I mean, when I look at a baseball game, I want to see people right next to each other. I don't want to see four seats in between every person so that the stadium becomes uh, 25% of its uh, original size. No, I I want to see uh, the NFL with a packed house. I don't want to see NFL with three seats in between people. No, I, I I want to go back to where it was. That's where we're going to be. Look, this thing will pass. And when it passes, uh, That'll be a great achievement, and uh, we, we've done a very good job. It's far too many people, needlessly, because it could have been stopped at the point of origin. 
and somehow uh, we weren't helped by whether it's World Health Organization or China, whoever. Uh, we weren't. Uh, they, they didn't do what should have been done. Very sad, actually. It is very sad, Mr. President, that this could have for our country, for many other countries, for most every country that's dealing with this pandemic right now, it could have been avoided had China not lied, had the World Health Organization not supported those lies, it could have been avoided. I absolutely do not believe that the president is going to leave an investigation uh, in the wind. I hope and I pray that we will be able to hold China accountable and make sure that they pay their fair share of helping our economy and every other economy in the world that's been gone through a, an absolutely disastrous uh, turn of events are held accountable. We need to, we need to be repaid for that. Uh, the president also was asked this question, and I, and I shared an article on this. I'll cover that first, and then I'll go to the president. Trump calls for tying any financial aid to states changing their sanctuary policies. I think this is a brilliant approach. I think that every single state, including the one that I left, uh, is California, definitely should not have to, uh, shouldn't feel like they can get bailed out of their economic ruin from allowing illegals to flood their borders and then give them sanctuary even when they are criminals. President Trump has expressed the fact that he didn't think taxpayers should be stuck with the bill for poorly run states, most of which are controlled by Democrats. Many states want money for their underfunded pensions. That's what's really going on. What do the pension funds have to do with the virus? Nothing. They just see this as a way to stick taxpayers for a system that was unworkable from the very beginning. Now President Trump is willing to help bail out states, but he says if he does, those states will have to alter their sanctuary policy for illegal aliens. That means states states won't get the money, at least not states with Democrat majorities. Trump said the problem with these states, well, I'm going to actually show you a video. Share the whole article. It's beautiful. But uh, let's go to the video where the president actually shared a little bit more even than what's in this article on why we should not give money to states that want to give sanctuary to illegals. Will you seek to prevent the next round of aid from going to sanctuary states and cities? Well, number one, uh, we shouldn't have to pay anything anyway, because all they do is make it very hard for law enforcement. So that's number one. But I think in the bigger picture, I don't see helping cities and states if they're going to be sanctuary, because all sanctuary means to me is it's protecting a lot of criminals and, uh, and others. Many people, but they are, there are criminals. And, you know, you write about it all the time. I, I see stories every day where somebody's being totally protected. ICE can't get to them. Law enforcement can't get to them. You look at law enforcement. Law enforcement hates sanctuary cities. We want a safe country. We don't want people that are criminals and criminals from other countries, in many cases, protected. And you can't get to them. And then we're supposed to make massive payments to those states to bail out what they've done wrong over a 25-year period. So we'll see. That'll be a subject that will be discussed, certainly, sanctuary cities. I think maybe it was brought up yesterday, and uh, I made the statement, and people were surprised to hear it. But they shouldn't be surprised. No, they shouldn't be surprised. Thank you that we've got a man that understands common sense in the White House. Friends, could you imagine? If Hillary was our president right now, 
She'd be siding with every Democrat governor saying, keep the states locked down. And yes, we're going to bail out every single state. We're going to make sure that your pensions are full. And we're going to make sure that every every other thing that you ask for gets funded as well. As long as you keep those open borders uh, open. And as long as you just keep on catering to illegals. Because they know, she knows, and every Democrat governor knows, that's them padding their voting ballots. They're, they're packing the voting boxes. They know that illegals, they vote. They, they get in there. They make it happen. And unfortunately, some states are making it easier for illegals to vote just like they are to get driver's licenses, which just doesn't make any sense. I'm so thankful that we've got a common sense president that cares about the American people and puts us first. Yes, we should be put first. We were born here. It's been a privilege to live in the greatest country in the history of the world, and we shouldn't take it for granted. And governors that open their borders to illegals, that's exactly what they're doing. And they're throwing the rest of us to the side. And it's just an absolute disgrace. But once again, one reason why we can absolutely be thankful every day. If you're having a tough day, just remind yourself, Hillary Clinton is not your president. (laughs) I need a a mug that just says that, don't I? Hillary is not your president. Uh, Well, we've got this here as well. This is... uh, is, uh, another interesting piece, especially it kind of comes off of dovetails what the president just spoke about, the fact that the president is considering a second round of stimulus checks. As we continue draconian closings in liberal states run by Democrats, the White House is eyeing a second round of checks to Americans all across the country. And I know I had a good talk with a friend of mine today sharing with me about a friend that he has that cannot work. She has a son that's dealing with something very severe could be terminal if he's not able to get his treatment, yet he can't get to the hospital because hospitals in that area in Pennsylvania, they're shut down for anything that's not COVID related. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, No decision has been reached, but there are so many people who are unemployed because of their governor's refuse to let their workplaces reopen. And that is what puts so many millions of Americans in a very, very difficult position right now, just like the friend Uh, of my good friend Jason that I just shared. The White House economic advisor, Ken Hassett, said, I think that's something we're studying very carefully. It's very likely there'll be a phase four deal, deal, and we're going to be speaking with the president throughout the week about what he thinks should be in there. And I know that Senator Mitch McConnell and Speaker Nancy Pelosi are working on that as well. The odds of there not being at least one more round of legislation are pretty low. Good news for those out there that got a check the first time and are looking to get a second one. If we have a very strong phase four stimulus bill, then I'm, I'm really happy and pleased to make the case for very, very high growth for the rest of the year. I do hope that that takes place. And again, my heart goes out to so many Americans out there that are truly feeling a crunch like they've never felt in this country before right now because of this pandemic. And again, we can thank China for that. And we can thank the World Health Organization for that. We better not forget it. When it comes to vaccines, I've been itching to talk to you all about something that I know that I can't share yet. I cannot talk about it yet. But if you can read between the lines just a little bit, I think you'd be able to guess what I want to tell you that I want to tell you so bad. And I know it's close to getting getting, uh, released uh, and being able for me to be released to speak about it and talk about it. But it kind of goes hand in step with this issue of vaccines 
versus uh, therapeutics or something that's not a drug, not a vaccine, helping a person, and a lot of times can help a lot faster than a vaccine. The question was posed to the president on whether or not we will be able to get the country open again, get back to uh, normal in this country if we don't have a vaccine. I absolutely love the president's response. This, this 100% scenario you're laying out, going back to the way it was, yeah, is that before the vaccine or after the vaccine? So a lot of progress is being made on a vaccine, but you never know, right? You never know. Uh, you know, with SARS, they didn't come up with a vaccine, and uh, sometimes they don't, and sometimes they do. I will say this. I don't think there was the same effort, because a lot of people don't know what SARS is, and uh, some people do. But, uh, but they do come up with vaccines. I mean, you look at what's happened uh, as an example with uh, Ebola, with AIDS, with uh, others that have been so incredibly successfully, if not eradicated, certainly uh, it, it's been incredible what some of, you know, with, with what these people that I'm dealing with right now, like Gilead today, with, you know, what they came up with as an example, that's far ahead of schedule. So we're looking for vaccines, we're looking for therapeutics also. I mean, I think therapeutics right now, I'd rather, if you gave me both, I'd rather have the therapy, because that, you know, makes people better right now, whether it's helping them along or makes them better almost instantly we have to see yes we have to see and we will see and i will be telling you about it very very soon about a therapeutic not a drug that i'm going to tell you this much i've been leaking it i've been sharing it i've been just dripping it and dropping it and you're going to want to make sure you're staying tuned hopefully turn your notifications on for my page if they're not already turned on and make sure you share the mess out of this because when this announcement drops friends it is going to be life-changing, world-changing, economic-changing. It'll make history. And the backstory on how it all came to be is so beautiful, especially for all you out there that have been praying and believing that God would intervene in some miraculous way. It truly is a, a miracle how this came to be and the results that this therapeutic, I'll call it, uh, a supplement, It's a, It's. a. I'll leave it there, uh, an extract, I'll go a little bit further. It is absolutely miraculous at how this is working so far, but they still have to do what they've got to do with the FDA and the FTC to get clearance on what they can say and how they can say. But the results, my friends, have been proven over and over and over again. In fact, they had to test it multiple times to make sure that it was still getting the same results, and it did every single time. Uh, oh, I want to tell you so much more, but I can't. Just stay tuned and make sure you stay on my page. Make sure you have your notifications on, and I'll make sure that when the time is ready and I'm allowed to, I will drop the bomb and let everybody know exactly what is going on. It is huge for America. It's huge for the world. But uh, that is some very beautiful news that I absolutely cannot wait to share with you. So we've seen what Hillary Clinton had to say about believing all women. Uh, I think this is pretty interesting. Stacey Abrams was actually asked by none other than Don Lemon. Are you kidding me? Don Lemon actually asking some tough questions to one of his fellow Democrat liberals, one of those that wants to keep black folks on the plantation, one of those that wants to that calls Donald Trump a racist and a xenophobe every chance they get. Don Lemon, yes. That Don Lemon actually asked Stacey Abrams a question that uh, I think a lot of people should ask. Now, her reply and her response doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but I'll leave that up to you. Is this a credible allegation? 
I believe that women deserve to be heard and I believe that they need to be listened to. But I also believe that those allegations have to be investigated. I believe Joe Biden. So in in 2018, you tweeted it was shameful that Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination was being rushed forward and survivors of violence like Christine Blasey Ford deserve to have their voices heard. Are you applying a different standard now? Not at all. I believe then and I believe now that women deserve to be heard because too often they are not. And Tara Reid deserved to have her story listened to and investigated. So you said you've heard her, you've heard enough, you don't believe her, you believe Joe Biden. The New York Times investigation does not support the accusations against the vice president. Does Joe Biden personally need to address this more directly and publicly? I believe his campaign has been very clear that that is the approach that they intend to take. I believe Joe Biden. Well, we don't believe Joe Biden. And even though, Don, for one time in your life, you actually asked questions that most Americans want to know, you didn't press the issues. You let her off the hook. She actually didn't answer your questions. You asked her specifically if Joe Biden himself should acknowledge and, and make a response to these allegations, which he has not. We don't want to hear from the campaign. We don't want to hear from the individuals that are already speaking through him like Joe's a puppet in his current mental state. We want to hear from Joe himself. And I also know that they're actually pressing for Joe to release his some 1,870 pages, 1,875 pages of documents and digital transcripts from the university where he's kept them and they've been under lock and key to see if there was any corroborating evidence of the allegation that had been presented to him back when he was a senator. We all want to know, well, Stacey Abrams, while you want to rag on and rail on Brett Kavanaugh and say believe all women and, and believe Brett when uh, Christine Blasey Ford had no cooperation, had nobody cooperating her story, and everything she said was pretty much made up and false, here we've got Tara Reid that's been cooperated by five individuals, including a phone call from her mother to Larry King Live, and you still say you support and believe Joe Biden. You're a hypocrite. You're a nasty hypocrite. You're somebody that should not even be trying to hold any public office. And the good thing is you're showing Americans what you're really made of. And it's pretty much par for the course for most Democrats out there running for office. So thank you for just once again exposing who you really are and what you're all about. You're not about truth. You're not about justice. You're not about believing all women unless their allegations are against a conservative or Republican. Shame on you. We see you, though. Thank you for exposing your true colors. Well, I've got one more clip here from uh, Biden, then I'll get off of Biden. Actually, I got two more. I got to show you this one, too. This is an actual clip, friends, from Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, where they had so much to say. It was live. They were on air. They were ramped up and ready to go. Joe just felt like he knew exactly what he was going to say. He could not wait to deliver the message that he had to share with the American people with his famed counterpart, uh, Hillary Clinton, right next to him. Neither of them could wait for to share their message with what they had to say. Yet, uh, this is what came out. they can't even get it together to go live when they're supposed to they literally sat there for about 20 seconds and didn't say a word live on air to their audience are those the type of individuals 
that you are running the country? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it is hilarious to me that they are doing so much damage control. They're doing so much to keep sleepy Joe Biden from falling asleep. Literally, I saw one clip where it literally looked like Biden was falling asleep as Hillary was talking. They're doing so much to prop this guy up like uh, like vacation with uh, with Bernie. Uh, they're doing so much to make America believe that he's ready to, to, to take the helm of this great country, yet they just continue to give us content like that. That's raw. It's real. It's not edited. It's not doctored. It really happened. And he wants to be the president of the United States. And so does Hillary. All right, let's get over to this. I shared a video yesterday from one of the ranchers here in Texas that was sounding the alarm, trying to uh, uh, make Americans understand what's truly at stake with our food supply, with their inability to provide the food that they normally do to the restaurants, to bars, to restaurants, to cafes, to sporting events. With that bottleneck, and with them actually being told to slaughter some of their animals and some of the animals, the heifers that are actually used to to uh, to create more, it, it is absolutely astounding and stunning. Yet I figured that that would get to the president. He has made a decision. Trump takes executive action to keep meat processing plants open. President Trump, alarmed at the number of closing of meatpacking plants in this country, has decided to use the Defense Production Act to classify meat processing as critical infrastructure, which it absolutely is. The president is worried about empty meat cases in grocery stores due to the closing of meatpacking plants. He does not want a food shortage to begin right after trying to open, reopen the country's economy. More than 20 meatpacking plants have closed due to local pressure and work concerns about the virus epidemic. But any closure of length, of any length, would endanger our food supply. Meat provides valuable protein to keep people, keep people healthy. Plus, it just tastes good. Plus, we want to eat it. We don't want to have to eat food and steaks from Namibia, Africa. The United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, which represents 1.3 million food and retail workers, say that nationwide, 20 meatpacking employees have died. The directive orders the plants to issue safety equipment for their employees. Last week, Tyson Foods took out a full-page ad to warn Americans that the food chain was in danger of breaking. If we were to let the trend continue, we would find ourselves in constant catch-up mode, and that would be an absolute disaster. So it's great to see the president has stepped in to take an executive action to prioritize our meat processing plants. Uh, hopefully, like everything else that he's done that's full of common sense and putting America first, this, tr- this too will be- prove to be one crucial point made and one crucial action made by this president to help us all during this pandemic, during this crisis. All right, now I'm going to get over to Hunter Biden because if it's not bad enough that uh, that Joe Biden is dealing with these allegations that have been corroborated, I've shared it already, he still has to deal with the fact, and we do, that China are the ones that let this get spread into our country, let it get into our country, um, and they lied. We should not forget that Joe took his son Hunter to China with him, and Hunter made off books, meetings with Chinese bankers 
and then wound up setting up business in China. Tell me that we as a country won't have anything to worry about if Joe Biden was to become the president of the United States after you see this. What are we doing? What's going on right now? A 2013 trip to China getting new attention this morning, not for what Joe Biden did, but for who he brought with him. His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund, planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Years later, Hunter Biden acknowledged that during the trip, he met with a Chinese banker, which his spokesperson describes as a social visit, not a business one. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. And a son of the U.S. vice president has joined the board of directors of Ukraine's largest private gas producer. Hunter Biden now leads the company's legal unit, getting the position a few weeks after his father's trip to Kiev. Hunter Biden has been appointed head of legal affairs at Burisma Holdings, Ukraine's largest private gas producer. will also join the company's board of directors. Friends, it's not just China. It's Ukraine. It's pretty much quid pro quo Joe, uh, as the history has proven. Can you imagine Joe Biden as the president of the United States? What could possibly happen? I don't want to find out. I don't think the rest of America wants to find that out either. And we've got this from uh, Mayor de Blasio. There's some very disturbing information. And the way that he's handling things over there in New York is extremely disturbing. Not only is he absolutely railing against the Jewish people in that community after they just have suffered a tremendous loss of one of their rabbis, um, but he's still cozying up to the Islamic community. The texts that he's shown that have been swirling around social media are very, very telling. Mayor de de Blasio threatens Jewish community for holding enormous, enormous Brooklyn funeral for beloved rabbi. Tuesday night, Mayor Bill de Blasio berated the Jewish community in Williamsburg for having the absolute gall to defy his social distancing orders by holding a rather large funeral for a rabbi who died of the virus. Of course he did, because Comrade de Blasio at this point is nothing more than an incompetent tyrant. It's exactly what he is. Orthodox Jews by the hundreds gathered in the streets at the intersection of Rutledge Street and Bedford Avenue to pay their last respects for the rabbi known as Kaim Mertz. The video there is very telling after the show. You can go check it out for yourself. The very disturbing thing is exactly what, let me see if they're in here. Uh, he's, he says, Mayor de Blasio is saying it's absolutely unacceptable what went down, a large funeral gathering in the middle of this pandemic. When I heard, I went there for myself to ensure the crowd was dispersed. And what I could say is we will not tolerate, uh, uh, what I saw, we will not tolerate Uh, We will not be tolerated so long as we're fighting this virus. Yeah, they're going to use the virus to push their powers around as much as they possibly can. Um, The Jewish community is absolutely just sickened by this, and so should every person of faith, especially since, I thought it was in here, especially since his tweet to the Muslim community was basically, we've got meals for you. We've got halal meals for you. We'll bring food to every place that you are at, all of your mosques. It's pretty disgusting, the favoritism that he's giving to one group of faith to another, especially with your own depending and your own determination, your own understanding of those particular groups of faith. Not to point one out bigger than the other, but in this land of American freedom and justice, freedom of speech, freedom of religion 
should absolutely also be granted, especially from their mayor in New York. Well, it's not. He has a completely contrasting, different point of view based on those two beliefs. And that's pretty disheartening in the very least. Friends, I've got to tell you about something that I'm really excited about. You know, I read, uh, I, I like to read smaller books. I'll be honest with you. I read this book that is about 300 and, how many pages is it? 360 pages or so, 330 pages. I read it in a week. I was enthralled. It was a roller coaster of a ride. The journey that this man has been on that has led him to become one of the most successful CEOs in our country's history. His battles with addiction, alcohol addiction, cocaine addiction, and crack addiction. His 14 near-death experiences were riveting to read. And then he's got pictures. He kept very good documentation. He felt at some point that God was going to use his life story as a message of hope to reach other individuals, especially those battling with addiction. Friends, this book rocked me to my core. I was crying. I was laughing. I was excited for what was going on in his life. And then especially to be able to get connected with him and call him friend. That person that wrote the book, what are the odds from CEO, from crack addict to CEO is Mike Lindell. Friends, his book just dropped. It's released uh, released on Monday. You can go to mypillow.com and pick it up. Use the code David. Yes, he gave me my very own code. Use the code David when you get this book and you'll get free shipping on your whole order. If you get anything else like the Giza sheets that I absolutely love, your shipping for everything is free with your purchase of the book. Plus, you get a $25 gift card for my pillow to use on a future order. Uh, the book is amazing. It breeds hope. And he's giving the proceeds from this book to his Lindell Recovery Network to reach addicts of any type and any kind all around this great country. It is truly an amazing work of art. It is hope. It is faith. It will inspire you. It will encourage you. And it'll reach you, and I believe that God will meet you and anybody that you get this book for. So go to MyPillow.com, get Mike's book, use the promo code David, my name David. You'll get free shipping. You'll get a $25 gift card on your next order. And if you add anything else to that order, free shipping will go for that as well. Amazing book. I loved every minute of it, and I know you will too. So God bless you. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Literally, go right now to MyPillow.com and get Mike's book and get a few copies for friends. Use the promo code David, and you'll save shipping, and you'll get a $25 gift card. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. So good spending a little bit of your time with, uh, uh, with me today and me with you. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.